Frank, happy 2018. Can you believe it? Oh my God, it's a 2018 already. I'm not prepared for this. Oh my God, what are we doing? What what, what am I doing? What what are you doing? (laughs) It is 2018 and the ball has dropped and it's a whole new year. That's what that literally means. It's kind of bananas. I've been on holiday for a week now, (laughs) back in Seattle, enjoying it, but I cannot believe that 2017 is over. It is kind of crazy to me in theory. I don't have no idea. Yeah, this year I decided to spend the New Year's in Seattle too. I've been away for every New Year's up to this point, and I decided this time I've got to do it. I wanted to see all the fun parties and all that kind of stuff. But you know, when we were preparing for this episode, I realized I'm looking forward to 2018 because that's a very even number. I like even numbers, and it sounds very futuristic, but I realized I have no plans for 2018. (laughs) So I'm really curious what I'm going to be doing in 2018, but that's kind of exciting too to kind of find out what's going on. Yeah, I think that it's it'll definitely be interesting because we did so much in 2017 and so many things happen in in the world of technology and not only just development, but kind of some innovations of of a lot of companies changing their mindsets and new hardware, new software, new ideas uh, that are coming out (laughs) that are really going to shape the next few years. So that's why I thought this this kind of is the first time we've had a podcast that launches on New Year's Day. So I figured what better way to launch a brand new year to to reflect upon 2017 and kind of our favorite moments in technology or development, kind of things that we were excited about that kind of finally happened, but also maybe start to think about what are we excited for in this brand new year? Like what Ooh. is the new hotness that is going to blow us away? It's a kind of a hard thing to think about, actually. Okay, but they're not resolutions, right? No one's going to hold no. us to these things. Yeah, so we can be reflective. We'll think about 2017, but no, I am not making any promises for 2018. I'm keeping it tabla rasa, clean slate, nothing going yeah. on. <laughs> to me, no resolutions, just kind of more things that was like our 2017 in review, if you will, kind of uh-huh. in mm. review and then, hey, was on the horizon. Yeah, and a horizon. Let's let's check this out, right? You know, <laughs> does that sound okay to you, Frank? So, it sounds, yeah, it sounds okay. But let's let's start with that. Was twenty seventeen a good year for you, man? Oh yeah, maybe like a, a full overview. Twenty seventeen um, on a technology hmm. forefront. You know, because okay. I'm not going to go into politics, <laughs> right? Because that's not. Okay. Let's just crappy year for everybody. Um, now I will say I will say like in the world of technology, I think we had a lot of good wins a lot of good gains. I mean, I think okay. development, our tooling, our IDEs, kind of refocusing on what we want to build, how we're going to build them, really innovative stuff. I mean, even Apple finally kind of getting Xcode a little bit better together, together Android <laughs> Studio so? a little mm. bit better. Mm. I, I feel like the companies, I mean, I think kind of looking, they're at least thinking about the developer. Microsoft has always thought about this. I think with Visual Studio, kind of developer tools have been forefront. But I think the other companies and some other ones like JetBrains with Rider and a few other things, kind of some real innovation there. Um, So that kind of has me excited. Um, So I think that has been a really good move forward. I think in the other global spectrum, obviously net neutrality with a big blow Uh is really downer. But at the same time, you know, we were just at home setting up my father-in-law's new Roku box with DirecTV Now. He cut the cord. He was like, no more Time Warner. Like, that was a really cool <laughs> feeling, right? I was like, man, if, yeah. if, you know, if my father-in-law can actually cut the cord, then, like, there's hope that these big companies, even though it's backed by AT&T. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we can, yeah. you know, stick it a little bit. So I was feeling really good about that. And
And I had a really great 2017. I think, you know, this was a great year for, for us on the podcast. We've talked about so many great topics or <laughs> listenerships up. I mean, uh, stuff that we did at Xamarin and Microsoft has been amazing. I got to talk way more keynotes than ever. So to me, Phew. I had an amazing, I had a great year. I think it was besides that I put on a few pounds, but besides that oh, I had no. a great year. <laughs> You put on weight? No way, man. You're, you're, you're doing good. I think you cut out uh, beer, I think it is. Now you're a wine person, so that's always definitely smart. a wine person. Yeah. Cut out, cut out those calories. Yeah. yeah, it was a good year. This was a very focused year for me. Usually I'm kind of all over the place trying to figure out what I'm doing, but as you alluded to, as we keep mentioning on this show, you and I worked together on a project this year under like a real company with real rules and real deadlines and all that kind of stuff. So for me, the way I look back on 2017 was this was a year of focus for me. I actually just kind of concentrated on more or less one thing, just making sure it got done in a very good way. And honestly, when you're running your own company and you're making your own decisions, being your own boss, sometimes it's good to have a little bit of a break and just focus on something that you know that you're working on. And so this felt like kind of a very clear, simple year to me. And for that, I kind of love it. Uh, running my own business, there are some years where you're just like, oh, I don't know how I survived that one. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> move on to the next year and forget that ever happened. But this isn't one of those years. This is this felt like uh, a year that I'll look back on favorably. Now, for the tech industry side, I'm not a, I'm not so thrilled. I will agree with you though um, on the on the tool side. I feel like. On this year in particular, I feel like there's no real roadblocks for me creating apps and whatever things that I want to create. Really, it's just my time and my imagination <laughs> limiting me at this point. So yeah, I, I, I feel agree like the, with you. the I feel like some of the not only just tools in the IDE, but some of the other things around the ecosystem matured and. What mm -hmm. I mean by that is a lot of 2.0, so .NET Standard yeah. 2.0, .NET Core 2.0, ASP.NET yep. 2 Core 2.0, right? So a lot of 2.0s came out. Now, the tooling, I wouldn't say is 100%, but I feel as though things matured where, it, you, like you're saying, right? You're like, I can file new and feel pretty confident in, in the software that I'm creating, and I have a blank slate where I can mm -hmm. go to town. Yeah, I mean, in the past... Uh, you know, like you said, nothing's perfect. I, I was just getting frustrated with Xamarin just the other day, right? Something wasn't bound the way I wanted it bound. But at the same time, just everything else is just working so well these days that I had to give actually a little bit of thanks. I'm like, well, I actually haven't run into this kind of problem in a long time. So it was almost kind of um, nostalgic <laughs> running into that kind of bug. I'm like, oh, I remember when I used to get these kinds of bugs in the early days. But now yeah. everything's so mature. Yeah. yeah. How do you That's nice. Yeah. And I yeah. would say like, before I go into kind of like top picks of 2017, like my favorite moments mm -hmm. and my favorite things that happened, like I will say, like, I only want to talk about overall disappointments. I think you kind of talked a little bit about what? disappointments, but I do have a, a disappointment. Oh like, no. We, okay. We're bringing get it the down. Get okay. the negativity out of the way. Okay. Roger. Okay. So my biggest got? disappointment of all 2017 in the world of technology uh -huh. is new operating systems okay interesting mm -hmm. mm, are you gonna are you gonna name names are we going there what i'm calling got? them all out every okay. single operating system <laughs> nothing i'm not in, not impressed okay. android 8 and 8.1 not impressed not impressed iOS 11 not uh, impressed. windows 10 creators edition pro 2.0 excel <laughs> <laughs> Looks the same as earlier this year. I have no idea. Um, um, uh, Hi, Sierra. It's much higher now. It's higher. Exactly the same. Not impressed. Hmm. Um, uh, Chrome OS. 
Has mm-hmm. anything changed? I don't know. It can run Android apps. Not impressed. I thought they deprecated it. <laughs> no, <laughs> did, no, no, no. Did I think they cancel? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> totally canceled. No, I, I think. Okay. Uh, what about that new version of CentOS? I don't know. Not impressed. Um, mm-hmm. wait, wait, how about, uh, was this the year of the Switch? How about Nintendo OS? A Nintendo OS, probably if there was a pick of the year of uh, the, the, the operating system, not, not fantastical, but. Okay. But we'll go into my pick of the year later. But, oh, um, I, I see. Yeah, I, I got a yeah. little head there. <clears throat> but yeah, disappointment. I would just say like I, well, there was innovate. And let me clarify here. Not that I'm like super disappointed and everything. Not that there wasn't innovation in these spaces. I think there was innovation in Android, innovation in iOS, innovation in Windows, innovation even in Chrome OS, innovation in Mac OS. To me, nothing felt special. Nothing felt like a revolutionary step it, moving forward. It, it felt like a dot release. There were new APIs, but at the same time, nothing, I, I'm bored, right? I think I talked about mm. earlier when new phones mm. were coming out, I'm, I'm bored. I want mm. something. And I just, I, you know, iOS 11, we got big title bars and your new oh, status man. navigation titles, but I mean, come on. I don't want to disagree with your disappointment. I, I want to show, um, yeah, <laughs> some kind of resolve with you here, but iOS 11 kicked ass, man. That was a great release. We got Did AR it? kit. Yeah, we got machine learning. We can execute neural networks and you're, stuff like you're that. You're talking about the APIs. I'm talking about the experience from the end user perspective. Okay, you're right. That's what I'm talking about, right? Because yeah. to me, it's a series of letdowns. People were scared to update iOS 11. It's slowing down mm-hmm. their phones. There's battery issues. It felt like a, a series of blunders, you know, yeah. over and over again of these companies. Like, I don't know. I just felt like we kind of let down our guard for quality. Like we were mm-hmm. pushing these really cool, awesome features, right? There's awesome features like AR kit and machine learning. We've talked about <laughs> it nonstop and there's tons mm-hmm. of great stuff in Windows. I would say Windows is pretty spotless upgrade that I've had, but then my brother-in-law okay. was like, uh, my monitor didn't show up anymore. I was like, oh, you know, but I yeah. feel like, you know, Apple moves a real great directions, but I feel like they kind of lost some credibility this year, to be honest with you. Couple big bugs, huh? That root yeah. one was kind of nasty. That was a little <laughs> shocker. Like, gosh, yeah. how, do, how does something like that get through? But big complex software. But I do want to say, nothing compares to iOS 7. <laughs> so like, <laughs> we're true. still doing so much better than iOS 7. I guess I'm always relative with my judgments. I'm like, well, it was a lot worse a few years ago. So I, I get what you're saying. Um, it wasn't the greatest year. It definitely felt like, um, I always get the TikTok analogy wrong, but it felt like the year where not much happens. I think that would have been my biggest critique. Like there weren't any big features like that. Although I do love my iPhone 10 and AR kit, as I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right. I just upgraded High Sierra, and as far as I can tell, nothing changed other than maybe this icon got bigger. And I really don't <laughs> yeah. know. So I'm thinking about like taking screenshots to find out like what changed. Yeah. <laughs> you should at least like change what a button is styled like just so you get some feel for it. <laughs> yeah, you would think, right? Yeah, that, that was my. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I updated, I think to maybe it was Sierra. I forget where all the icons change and it looked, you know, fresh. But you have a new background. Mm-hmm. That's probably the big difference. Oh, I have a custom background so i don't even oh. get that <laughs> yes, yeah i use the default that's how i know what version i'm on no, I know. <laughs> that's a good that's a pro tip right there See? pro tip you're, you're getting rewarded for listening to this show <laughs> well I let's mean, move on any... to something okay oh i didn't give a negative thing you don't Do have, I to. have to no let's this, just go this on was to a positivity. good year for me positivity yeah, me. sir yeah okay positivity okay. Hit me. well i i already alluded to it so i'm just gonna come right out and say it 
on the record, uh, Xamarin Live. That was a big thing that I worked on, and I was really excited. Um, in the past, I've worked on live experiences in the IDE a lot. Everyone who knows me knows I'm very impatient and can't stand waiting for IDEs. And so um, getting this thing out there, Xamarin Live, out to a lot of people, thanks to all the support from Microsoft and all of that and the whole team and every everything, uh, it got out there. So it went from these projects that I create and hope people will try to something backed by a big company that a lot of people could experience. And so honestly, I'm just grateful to for that, um, that it finally got kind of a big time showing. It was a big deal for me. Yeah, That's I my think biggest. it's also on my list. It's also on my okay. list. Okay, see, we're going to collide a bit, yeah. Been working together it's... too much. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's okay. I think to me, what was cool is I learned so much during this process, too, of uh, one, the tool itself, you know, when we started the Xamarin Live Player it, it and what it is in today is we wanted to make it two things, a, a, an amazing way of getting started with Xamarin, right? That was the goal. Yeah. Right now, you have to worry about emulators and simulators and Mac connections, yeah. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. To know that you can download an app in a few seconds and start with a Xamarin Forms or even an iOS application in mere moments with like hardly any OSs or any any SDKs, I mean, installed is an amazing accomplishment. Like, is it going to solve everybody's problem? Can we interpret the world? No. Are <laughs> we wish. working wish we hard to interpret the world? Yes, that's what we yes. can, you know. Um, <laughs> because that's the feature I want. You know, ever since I was a programmer using Turbo Pascal or QBasic, you know, I just always wanted that uh, quick response time and just nothing in the way, you know, just me, my code in the app, and let's get this done, you know, and uh, getting that in our, a serious language on a serious platform is great. Yeah. And I, I really like it, too, because I got to not only work with you, it's the first time mm-hmm. we got to work on an actual app project together. But yeah, we did so much, right? We not only did tons of project management, continuous integration, DevOps, the crap out of it, a lot of the topics turned into merge <laughs> conflict episodes. That's right. We, we learned about Fastlane integration. We stood up our own um, Fastlane onboarding. We learned about surveying. We learned about Microsoft processes. We um, we set up you know channels for communication. We yeah. have a brand new getting started guide. The first time ever <laughs> that we've in a long time that we've redone the entire getting started experience with Xamarin where you, we have a focus on the live player. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever, you know, just seeing, I'm seeing these tweets come in. We did a contest over the holidays. I'm seeing all these tweets come in and people building their first app and how cool is this? Because now it makes it like, it makes it look like these other technologies like web or react native, like, Oh, it has this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a C sharp developer. I get all these cool, awesome things. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, um, I, I don't want to steal the show by taking the second topic, too, but I have to make a little subtopic out of this. My Git skills have increased considerably this year because up until this point, I was just solo dev, you know, working on my own repo by myself. Mm-hmm. I had my open source projects, but honestly, GitHub takes care of so much of that for you. You really don't need to learn Git, honestly. But this year, I had to work in a team with lots of people with so many um, skill levels above me when it came to all of this. 
that I had to up my game and really learn the Git. And I think that was just such a huge reward for myself. It's just, I feel very comfortable in there. I know I'm no longer in that weird situation where I'm like, well, this repo's hose, delete the directory and start over again. I never get there anymore because I think I finally have a good handle on it. I feel like I should be knocking on wood or something now, but you know. <laughs> That's a good did one. You- I, didn't even think, I didn't even think of that, but yeah, I mean, I would say that not only did my Git skills, but maybe my communication skills as a program yeah, manager. Definitely. Oh we God. have people working <laughs> on four or five different teams, some full-time, some not full-time, and I'm still out there presenting half the time, right? Mm-hmm. So um, Juggling a lot of balls in the air, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, I learned Slack, too. Funny, I didn't make my list but because you have a love-hate relationship with Slack. But yeah, definitely had to learn how to be a better communicator uh, this year also. Yeah, that's should have been on the list. Better communication. All right. So for mine, uh, not, not only do I have the Xamarin Live player on there, but my this is going to maybe surprise you. Mm-hmm. And I need to really clarify this decision to put this on my list of great kind of innovations and excitement in 2017. Okay. What do you got? Uh, it is the iPhone X. <gasps> the 10? <laughs> the X. It, it, there's okay. an X in the, in the title. <laughs> Turns um, out there is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So let me clarify why, because I think I was pretty down on it in a few of our podcasts. And um, I think you said I hate all phones. I believe you weren't just down on it, but everything. You were just uninspired by phones, I think. Is that that fair? Correct. Uh, That is correct. And even I've I've watched a lot of 2017 phone recaps with the Galaxy S8, which is a very nice phone, the Pixel 2 and the iPhone X and 8 and all that stuff all side by side. And I And here's where I want to clarify why I'm excited. I don't think that it's the best phone ever created. I don't think it's Mm. a great phone. I don't even own the Mm. phone. I I don't know. Where are you going with this? (laughs) Uh, I will honestly say that the excitement of people using that phone Mm. is one of the first times that I've really heard people talk so much about using a phone and the features. And when I felt it and I've used it, once people get the face unlock and things like that for me, <laughs> it feels like a new, fresh experience. So it actually almost is the reverse of the operating system where to me, iOS 11 on my little iPhone 6 doesn't feel like an exciting thing. Figuring out and exploring the iPhone X and this iOS 11 operating is new and exciting. But I wanna say that I think it's gonna push the industry a little bit forward. And what I mean by that is having the different technology to do face unlock, to do depth mapping, yeah. to give developers new tools to tinker with. Well, I think it's early on. I don't, I think it's exciting. I think it's a good vision and I like where Apple's going. And I think all the other phones manufacturers who have already gotten to the screen edge to edge, but I think it's going to push them forward because if no one innovates in the space, we're going to be stuck with crappy, you know, Samsung face unlock, which mm-hmm. can be spoofed by a picture. Like Apple is going to push <laughs> it forward. And once it's good enough for Apple, everyone else starts to have to go up to that standard. And it's unfortunate, but that's just what it is. Unless someone else wants to step up to the plate and knock it out of the park. Right. Yeah. So that's why I'm excited about it. Not that I'm necessarily excited for that phone specifically, but for what that phone is going to do, hopefully in 2018 and 2019. That's really cool. Uh, I, I did not see that coming at all. So <laughs> I, I'm a little bit shocked here. I, I'm a fan of the phone also. I think it has a, a great feel in the hand. It's just a 
big hunk of glass. It kind of just feels nice. And But the, the big part for me, though, was that 3D sensor you mentioned in the front. I've always been a fan of the Kinect, and I'm just in general, I'm a fan of sensors, uh, things that can read the world. And, you know, as a programmer, that gives me access to the world. And so I'm always excited for uh, those kinds of technologies. So I... I I like I like the phone a lot, but for me, I see it as like a stepping stone. Like, okay, now that we have a 3D scanner on here, I want to see this technology increase. So I, I, I love that you got excited uh, vicariously through yeah. others. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm still cool. an Android diehard through and through, right? Uh huh. I mean, uh huh. So not going to change. Maybe. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Okay. Who knows? Uh, I got one for 2017, something I really enjoyed, and I'm going to lighten the mood and talk about a toy. I got a toy this year that I'm really excited about, and it's a stupid little thing called a one wheel, <laughs> and it's a <laughs> self-transportation device. I don't know what to call this stupid thing. It's a wheel, and it's a skateboard, and it's powered, and you can zoom around Seattle on it. And this summer, I had my most boyhood-like summer where I just rode around the city looking down every alley, every nook and cranny, every little street I could find for fun things to do. And it was, uh, it was, I had a fun year of exploring the city on my silly little one wheel device. And I had a great time doing it. I'm really thankful for that. It was so much fun. It's pretty cool. It's, it's a little bit more than I see those people with the skateboards and um, mm-hmm. that kind of were propelled or it's yeah. not really a hoverboard, right? Cause it's actually for proper tr- trans- transportation and it's not that solo wheel, which is kind of that little, this is a wheel by itself where people look like a, like a dingus. Um, <laughs> riding dingus. Around. I, feel, I like I'm to say, sure, I'm sure I look like a dingus. So let's be clear. You have to oh. swallow all pride to ride on these things. But you know, once you do that, once you're like, whatever, people are going to laugh at me, but I'm just going to do it with a giant smile on my face and not care. <laughs> I, think that, I think it's okay to look like a giant dingus riding around on a solo wheel or a one wheel like this. What I don't like is, mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, Heather and I were, were walking around Seattle and we saw, I'm just going to say a dingus. He was, he was on a, so on a one wheel, not a one wheel, a solo wheel, which is like okay. just the wheel by itself, right? Yours has like a little, mm-hmm. it's almost like a teeter totter. Um, yeah. Teeter totter. That's a good analogy. Yeah. 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 And that's what it looks like. So this dingus was holding his girlfriend's hand while she was walking and he was <gasps> solo wheeling it like a, like no. a doofus. No, Ugh, no. There, there's a strict one wheel rule where you just don't go with people walking. It's it's rude to them and you get bored also. <laughs> but like, that's just terrible. That's like a complete lack of courtesy. I judge terrible. you bad, dingus oh, person. We made, yeah, we were not happy. Now, we was, I was <laughs> we were riding our bikes out to Golden Gardens um, mm-hmm. not too long ago. And there was this guy that was zipping on a, on a, on a mm-hmm. skateboard and it was controlled and it was, oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's zooming. I still, he's total, total dingus, but like, at least he was like, oh. you know, zooming. Just ding, Those dingus boosted cool. boards, they get cool. going fast. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I get, I get passed by them. Unfortunately, my one wheel is great for the off-roading, but it, it's high end speed isn't up there. But mm-hmm. so I get passed to get a little bit jealous of the other skateboarders, but it's all in good fun. Everyone's just having fun out in the summer. So how can you really complain? Uh, I will say the solution to the dingus problem is you have to have two dinguses. So <laughs> two of you dinguses Dingai. makes fun, fun times. I think if everyone is being a dingus together, then it's OK. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. the the key there, because there's <laughs> even some kids over in our neighborhood. They you know take buses and whatnot around. And there'd be like this one kid that has 
the the solo wheel. I'm like, dude, the cool one. Yeah. <laughs> dude, you look like a dingus. Like, uh, oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, you probably shouldn't call kids dinguses, but, but yeah. But you're um, yeah. <laughs> no, it was called. Well, I mean, kid, when you're yeah. 37, you should go get one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. So, okay. Any I toys like for you? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I-, I will say it at this point, I have a few more things on my software list, but since we're talking about toys, pick of the year, best innovation in hardware, in software has got me back into video gaming is a Nintendo Switch. You ooh, mentioned it earlier. Ooh, ooh, good job. It is, yep. it is hands down. It's, it's, it's the, one of the best video game consoles ever created, like period. Uh, I completely believe you, even though I have yet to even play on one, but everyone who gets one, I thought I had the chance this time. My nephew got one and I thought for sure, for sure, I'm going to finally get to play this link game. And you know what happened? He got the link game and I never saw him again. So I never <laughs> got to play the stupid link game, Zelda, whatever it is, whoever you are in the game. Um, mm-hmm. I never got to play it. I'm so sad. Uh, but tell me about it. Re- rejoice in the switch for me. <laughs> yeah. So. So here's why I think it's it's the step. Now, I remember I used to make video games on the Xbox 360. I went to school mm-hmm. for video games. I've been a longtime gaming nerd, um, yeah. geek for a long time. Huge Nintendo fan. Big. I love the Xbox uh, as mm-hmm. well. Never been a Sony fan, unfortunately. Just not my life. Um, and so with the Nintendo Switch, what I think it did is, you remember, I'm 31 currently. And I think what it did for me is it, it was such a departure from the Wii U, which I was excited for, but was such a letdown from Nintendo. And I've been a Nintendo fanboy all my life. And for me, the Switch could have come from anyone, but it's magical with Nintendo because they did two things. One, they made a fantastic piece of hardware. And in fact, Glenn Wester got one for the holidays. And he said, wow, Nintendo made just a great piece of hardware. It's kind of like that first time maybe you held a really nice iPhone, like a new mm-hmm. version of the iPhone. You're like, wow, this is just a great piece of hardware. Yeah. It feels solidly built. It feels like there was some love crafted in this. And to me, the magical part is not that I can play it on my television. It's that I can literally play it anywhere. I can play it. I've played it for tens of hours on this trip, just on airplanes because we went all over the place. I can pop in a game. I can download a game. I can connect to any Wi-Fi hotspot. There's a great eShop. There was over 300 games released this year alone from AAA titles to indie. It's like an indie game heaven of all these great mm-hmm. things. It's That's really cool. powerful. Like it's running the latest Doom. It's going to be running the latest Wolfenstein, all these great AAA games that are running on Xbox. Be able to be able to sit on the couch while... My partner, you know, is on her computer watching television, doing anything or just not even around. Maybe I just want to go into mm-hmm. the bedroom and game out and veg out. <laughs> I can do that. Right. Or we can go into the next level where I can play some one, two switch or some just dance and actually use motion controls. Right. It has that capability, but it's not forced on you. Like it's very rare that you use it, but you can. And to me, it, it changed and brought me back to gaming because it's a great piece of hardware, but the software updates super fast. Everything feels nice. really fast, which I like. And I don't know, it just, it brought me back. And the software, they just knocked it out of the park between The Legend <laughs> of Zelda, the new Mario Odyssey, great third-party titles, and those indie classics. So to me, it's really great year for Nintendo and for video gamers. And, um, you know, they sold, sold 10 million of them this year, which is more than like the Wii U like combined, which is crazy. <laughs> that yeah. is, that. yeah, that sounds pretty impressive. And I'm curious because I was just remarking the other day where I realized that uh, 
I can't relax and play video games anymore. I just haven't been able to play games. None of them have really captured my attention. Or when I'm playing them, I'm like, oh, this is silly. I should be doing something else, like learning a programming language or something stupid like that. (laughs) But, you know, I just can't chill out and play a video game. And so I'm starting to feel like I should make that a 2018 resolution. Maybe I should get myself a Switch. That sounds terrible. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't, I really don't need something to pull more time away. But at the same time, I do wish I could just chill out and play a video game. That sounds delightful. I tried to tell myself that I was going to, because I still have a hard time beating video games. I've dumped hundreds of hours into Zelda. Oh my God. But I said, I'm going to beat a game fully in 2017. And yesterday, (laughs) I beat beat Mario versus Rabbids 100%, all the bonus stuff, all the stuff. Like I beat the story and then got the 100 because it has the the percentage number, which is the challenge. And I got it 100%. And I jumped up and down like a like a kid in a candy well, store. So congratulations, excited. good Thank sir, you. good yeah. sir. Yes, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yo, ah, Switch. So, are they ever going to let us play as Zelda, or are you playing as Link again? Well, you you play as Link. You've always really played as Link. I mean, I don't know if there's yeah, been. Yeah, but come on, shake it up a little. Let us play they as should. Zelda. They should. Yeah. You, you should. I mean, Grow up, yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. I think they've done some stuff with with Sheik, which is like in the Zelda universe where you could play as, as Sheik and stuff like that. But okay. I don't know if there's any Zelda yeah. stuff besides like Smash Brothers where you're just like, you know, competing. Oh, yeah, that's but, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything else on your okay. list for picks of 2017? Um, well, I've, I've got a few items, so maybe we'll do a lightning okay. round or something yeah. like that. Um, I want to say this was a good year for IoT for me. Mm. So I don't think it wasn't the year that I got um, the Amazon Echo, but it, it was the year where I just really started deciding that I want to use my electrical engineering degree to some use. <laughs> and so I started building a lot of custom electronics and things like that. And I've just, it was a good year for nerding out on hardware for me. I've been really enjoying buying as many cheap things on Amazon as I can. I discovered that Amazon has like bulk cheap items and it's the greatest because <laughs> <laughs> you can get a bunch of sensors and try to make like funny sophisticated things that had do ridiculous things and i think it was just a fun year of uh getting my hands dirty again burning every fingertip i have and constructing stuff so just just getting dirty you know it was fun nice. i like that yeah. i like that uh, i have one on mine left and then you can lightning it um i will say <laughs> Uh, one of my biggest, and I'll kind of continue this trend as we talk about what we're excited for for next year, but I'm excited mm-hmm. for some innovative new platforms that I can bring my C Sharp and .NET and XAML skills Ooh. to. And I want to thank actually you um, ah. specifically. This is a huh. most excited for one of my one of my top picks for 2017 um, in general is I felt like I can now develop for the web um, for the first time in my life with with UI. Um, Are you talking fact, about UWE? I'm talking <laughs> about UWE. I I know that I'm not a real web developer, and I know <laughs> that when I show the little websites to Heather, she's like, "Come on, you know." But I think <laughs> it makes me excited, and I think that um, you know she's a real web developer. But yeah. <laughs> um, I was real excited because I was able to in a few days bust out a brand new website, work through a few little things, but. I was able to design, get it up and running, publish into Azure, do DevOps, do all that stuff. And um, I was able to use all my XAML and images <laughs> and resources. And there's a little few things and you're able to crush out some things for me over the weekend. <laughs> but I honestly think that it's a great direction 
um, to be led upon by the things that we talked about, right? Because .NET Standard, open sourcing, .NET Core, ASP.NET Core, these have evolved and Xamarin Forms has evolved. And then to be able to build these things on top of it, like my pick is like the, the, the things that are happening in the open source and specifically UI, which has really made me say, hey, I need to build a little web app that can do CRUD <laughs> operations. I can, I can now do that, right? And I couldn't do that oh, cool. in 2016 and I now can. Uh, that, uh, thanks for that. That's really nice to hear. Um, I, I think my goal is always to kind of have an enabling technology. Like I, I discovered something fun and neat and I want to help other people also get to do it. And so I just think it's so cool that you were able to pick it up and it actually works for you, honestly, <laughs> uh, kind of on the first go, like your first project, we ran into our own little bugs, but that's, that happens. <laughs> it's not a widely distributed app yet, but, uh, that's great to hear. Thank you. Um, Maybe some other people give her a shot. <laughs> yeah, there's been That's a lot of great library. momentum. And like one thing I keep wanting to do is do tons of blogs around it and c- contribute to somehow the wiki. I don't know how that works, but. Um, oh, yeah, we got to document this thing. It's so complicated. No, it's, docs. You got to do a docs folder because it, the wiki is. Oh, back to this argument. I know yeah. I can't decide every time I try to make a decision. The grass is always greener on that one. Well, it's funny. All is right, that lightning- when I was. When I was setting it up, I was, I was, I'll just digress for a, a short mm-hmm, second. But I was like, mm-hmm. the fastest way was to see how you did it. So I just, you know, downloaded the repo, you know, cloned the repo. And I was like, oh, I'll see how, yeah. what it's done. And then mm-hmm. after I had set it all up, then I realized that there was a wiki with content. Because <laughs> I was like, where's the docs folder? Oh, it's not there. Because everyone does it different. Maybe in 2018, <sighs> we'll figure out how to document stuff. So uh, wouldn't that be nice? It yeah. Be nice. Or maybe we could get the NuGet site to be better. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, what else you got for me? Uh, I, I will just go through quickly just to make it clear that this was a great year for me. Um, I got to travel this year. I got to see parts of Russia that I've always wanted to see, Russia, Mongolia. So that's kind of a big deal for me. And I finally got to see the Italian coast, uh, uh, the west coast of Italy. I was very excited for that. And then on the nerdy side, um, I finally got some DevOps. I finally mm. did some continuous integration. Mm. And that's really helped all my open source projects because honestly, building those things by hand and managing all that was terrible. And I finally got serious about build servers and all that. And so I'm very excited that I finally feel like I kind of have a handle on it all. And then the last point in that open source technology world, thank goodness for .NET standard. I know we talk about it a lot, but I don't know if I've, I just want to be clear to everyone listening. This has been such a relief for library developers. It's just simplified everything. Um, I feel like I can just uh, release more code and create more nougats more easily. And just, it's just so much easier. So thank goodness for that one. Oh yeah. I will say, yeah, I think, um, in the world of DevOps, it's things are getting a lot easier. Things are getting the tooling is getting really good, whether you're using, you know, Bitrise or VSTS or AppVe or like I use all of them. Right. Um, um, mm-hmm. It's real. I don't know. It's real impressive. Like even I was I was even setting up the 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 website I was building, which is a UI ASP.NET core application. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I went into Azure on the on the website and it says, hey, do you want to set up continuous integration? I go, no, oh, sure. Why not? And yeah. I click on a button, it says, pick your repo. And it's like, hey, your name is this. It probably matches your GitHub repo. You know, what do you oh, want? And it okay. says, hey, do you want to then select your VSTS, you know, 
name. I said, this is it. Yeah. And I set up an entire build definition and release definition with all of the resources configured in like five minutes. I was like, holy crap, you know, <laughs> just to, just to get started. It's not perfect. Cause there's no like, you know, QA and this stuff. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. I, this is kind of nice. I don't have to right click publish anymore. And it totally worked. I was really blown away. Yeah. Instead of adding a burden to us, it seems like these, uh, apps, whatever you want to call them, are actually starting to make our lives easier for once instead of just being more stuff I have to deal with. Now it's like, yeah. oh, they're actually helping me. How yeah, nice. And the community is <laughs> really good around it too with the tasks and the plugins and kind of how those are evolving. Like there's almost anything if you want to do in Bitrise or in VSTS you can do. And if there's not, you have to wait for me, I guess, to actually build build the um, <laughs> task. But you, just, you saw that I released some tasks to the world for uh, VSTS. No, excited. I missed this. Now you're a VSTS developer, aren't you? Yeah, we so talked I, about it. I finally was like, hey, um, you know, there's all these things that we're actually doing in the Xamarin Live player, such as bumping version numbers, changing package names, you know, labels, things like this in iOS and Android. And we had bash scripts, but I can, we mm-hmm. converted those to PowerShell. And <laughs> I worked with the community yet again to convert them into TypeScript. I oh, learned geez. TypeScript. <laughs> um, I learned how to use VS oh, Code. Lord. How to compile TypeScript into JavaScript. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. You had Very quite fun. the web year, huh? For a mobile developer, you did a lot on the web this year. Quite the web. Yes. Hmm. Yes. You got to have some web in there somewhere. But I released some mobile tasks for iOS and Android. I was very excited about it. And they all work. And it's and it, it we're re- using them in the live player, by the way, which is great. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's super cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I have to admit, I still stay a, a little bit far away from the CI system. It's still a little a little scary for the uninitiated. uninitiated. I need to watch some uh, Donovan Brown videos. <laughs> yeah, totally. You should. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to go into what we're excited for for 2018? Let's do it. So this is the one I was a little nervous about because I'm not I'm not a good planner. You know, I just don't plan ahead. But uh, when when pressed to it, I came up with some things that I'm looking forward to in 2018. But I'll let you kick off the show. What are you looking forward to, James? So I picked out just one or one or two, two things total is all I picked out. And the first one that I'm really excited for is uh, well, it's kind of like I was excited in 2016 and 2017, but I'm still excited <laughs> in 2018. But what I'm excited about as a C-Sharp.net developer is the evolution of C-Sharp. Oh, you're excited about it, huh? You see all that progress they're making with those point releases, 7.1, 7.2. And you're just like, let's keep going. Let's keep this train going. Yeah, I mean, so that's it. to me, I think it's really exciting because I feel like I get to use all these really cool new features and we're taking some functional stuff and shoving it in there and making the code cleaner and lightweight. And I just feel like there's an invigoration behind C sharp Mm -hmm. again. And to see like it being like Rosalind open source and some really cool tooling coming around it. But really, I mean, honestly, just to know that there are new versions where the community is working on the features that are in C-sharp. We did it with seven. We did it with seven, one, seven, two. <laughs> we talked about an eight i I'm really excited about. To me, it's just when those things are happening, right? I think if you were a um, an, an, an Apple developer and there was like Swift and Swift two and Swift three and Swift four, it's like nonstop. Like you have to rewrite your code. Luckily with us, we don't have to, you don't have to rewrite your code over and over yeah. again. <laughs> but, you know, I think that it's really exciting and that that momentum will keep going. So to me, as a long time C-sharp developer, it really excites me going into 2018. 
Oh, that's super cool to hear. Yeah, you can't help not to be excited. Um, in the past, I, I used, somewhere around C-sharp 4 or 5, I started to get a little cynical, and I was like, oh, this language is really slowing down. And the problem was Microsoft would update the language, but I was using Mono through Xamarin, and there would be a little bit of a delay, and the features would take time, and the editor would break a little bit. But those are the olden days. Nowadays, it's like Microsoft has a new feature in the language, and it's in my IDE that mm-hmm. month. It's kind of crazy how fast it is, actually. And it's all backwards compatible, and every the software is so available now that you can just go ahead and adopt it. No one's going to care. Um, you know, they would always hold us back in the past, and no one's holding us back anymore. So, yeah, I, I'll share your enthusiasm for that one. Absolutely. I'm going to I'm going to go um I I'm debating I'm but I'll say <laughs> I'm going to go for a, a slightly more personal one thing something I'm looking forward to in 2018 um and this is not a resolution but it is kind of a resolution in that um I've always wanted to work on a second version of iCircuit like mm. kind of a ground up rewrite I know you know Joel Spolsky says never rewrite code right it's always a bad idea just keep refactoring it adding features cleaning it up where it is you should do that but in this case, I'm rewriting the engine, at least. <laughs> and I've been wanting to do this, honestly, for a few years now, but I haven't taken the proper time and scheduled it in. But I've kind of said to myself, this is going to be the year to do it. And I'm really looking forward to it. P- part of it's spurred on by the fact that I am doing more IoT stuff, more hardware stuff myself, and I just want to see the app uh, improve. And so... Uh, this is this is going to be a year that I'm looking forward to doing even more electronics type stuff. Three dimensional AR circuits <laughs> is that going to happen? No, it's machine learning. So it, it studies your behavior mm. and builds a machine that will help you fulfill your life goals. Yeah, uh, trademark, copyright should be done in six to eight weeks. There you go, something like that. Yeah, yeah ask Frank to solve anything. Six to eight weeks. That's when I'll have it done. <laughs> I mean, it's almost done. That's what I usually say. (laughs) No, I just, um, like I said, this year was a year of focus. So I feel like I want another year of focus like that, too, of, you know, getting down brass tacks. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say the last thing um, here that I I have for my 2018 where I'm excited also builds on some of the, the picks that I had from 2017, which is actually just the open source community around the things that I work in every day, which is Microsoft and Xamarin Technologies. And what I mean by that is some key points that I'll bring together, which is working in the open, not only is .NET in the open, C Sharp with Roslyn's in the open, all of Xamarin, all of Xamarin Forms is in the open, and to see what the community can build, not only just off those open source, but working in the open source of plugins and libraries. You know, you and I crushed Monkey Cash in no time at all, and people had great... <laughs> oh, yeah github repos and people were just contributing and john dick hopped in he's like i want to refactor this i want this and you know he he helped out and he added you know the file store and to me what's exciting is to see what people can do with this tech i mean a good case in point is not only just ue but there was um this amazing developer who wrote an entire wpf front end we already yes. had one but he's like i think that i can do it better so he did huh. one that was better and we pulled it in to the xamarin forms repo like how cool is that ah. you know um, That's a cool story. We should uh, perhaps talk about that in the future because yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, from my perspective, um, yeah, WPF was always coming. It was always being worked upon. But I didn't know that there was that kind of, you found yourself a, a little savant, huh? a WPF yeah. savant. Oh, yeah. And I mean, to cool. me, this beckons to kind of one of my major accomplishments of this year, which is not only 
working in the open so much as I always have with all of my mm -hmm. plugins and repos. But it's been a delight to see the number of NuGet packages. I know I'm not JSON.net, but I have <laughs> I reached a goal of hitting five million total package installs um, no of kidding. my packages. Yeah. Um, now, was that actually a goal? Like, did you set that as a, a you want to achieve this, or was it just kind of I, I hope someday to achieve it? What what kind of goal was it? So last year I hit two million, and I thought that it would be mm. a good goal of hitting that like clean five million mark and. I did, so I wanted to kind of double it and hopefully I can hit 10 million um, in the next year, um, which would be really great. I'm already at 5.2 actually um, as of recording in, in you know, January 1st. And as I start to bring on more libraries and see momentum, hopefully around monkey cash, but we've seen it around plugins and it's been delightful to see my little tiny, my little tiny MVVM helpers library that I love so much <laughs> um, really jump up. I mean, with over 200,000 downloads, I see people talking about it in blog posts and that really gets me excited. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I think to, for me, like that has been really one of the biggest things. My goal is to definitely get a few over a million each. I don't have any. I don't have any wow. solo million <laughs> pl plugins and connectivity will definitely hit it. That I'm really working hard, and it's really been delightful. It's been a lot of work to get these plugins up and running, but just around this, but also to see what everyone else is doing, right? I mean, there's all these other plugins. There's all these, you know, controls that that people can get, and just seeing it all blossom has been real exciting for me. <laughs> yeah. you're just making me think of that youtube million subscriber award <laughs> that you get it's like nougat should give out one of those uh, great, if your yeah. library gets downloaded yeah there should be some kind of something you can put up on the mantle that'd be great that's yeah. super cool uh i only have one critique i really think you should be aiming for powers of two so two million four million eight million so that's true you don't have to get you don't have to get 10 million this year is all i'm saying you can hit eight million and we'll still be proud of you okay so well, congratulations we'll, we'll recap next year i guess and see what happens <laughs> yeah did james hit his goal let's we'll <laughs> decide that Oh, uh, and for 2018, I'm going to end with something that I've already said a million times and you are just going to roll your eyes at, but machine learning, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. It's all happening. Uh, <laughs> I know there's a bubble. I know we overhype it. That's what happens when a new technology comes out. Get over it. It's fun. <laughs> if you can't overhype something, then you're missing out on life, honestly. So <laughs> uh, this is the year uh, in 2017, I feel like I have a decent understanding of how current, at least state-of-the-art machine learning is working. And so 2018, I actually hope to apply some of those skills to actually writing apps and actually solving problems with that knowledge. And so for me, year of machine learning, unless the bubble pops and then I'm back to like farming <laughs> or something, but otherwise it's the year of machine learning for me. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a good one to, to kind of close out on, I think. Um, I, I will say like, I'm really excited for the accomplishments that we did as a podcast this year. Um, yeah. the amount of Oof. people that have written in, have followed us on Twitter, have, um, you know, got stickers on laptops, um, have supported us, um, the sponsors this year, uh, for oh, yeah. sync fusion, Raygun, Telerik, um, uh, M Fracture, I mean, <laughs> VS Live. I mean, these are amazing companies mm -hmm. that have helped us out, keep this podcast going. Um, uh, yeah, for uh, you, Frank, for really putting remiss. up with me. <laughs> oh, that's very kind. <laughs> no, it's, it's quite the opposite. I'm, I'm the one that's always like, yeah, we're totally going to record. And then I call up five minutes before. I don't feel like it. Can we record some other time? <laughs> 
<laughs> so thanks for putting up with me too. Absolutely. That's very kind of you. <laughs> and I figured we would start the new year off. Um, you and I had talked about it for the last 77 episodes uh, about letting our listeners um, have a way of giving back to us. We've had a lot of people reach out um, and inquire about supporting the show. How can you support the show going? And previously it's always been sponsor driven. Um, it's a lot of mm -hmm. work to get sponsors. Um, on. It turns out, yeah, it's a full-time job. It turns out it's a full-time job. Um, we also have stickers that you can buy at mergeconflict.fm, which is cool. Um, but we decided Frank and I, mostly me, I, I gave it a go that <laughs> to start the new year of 2018, we are launching our Patreon page. This is very exciting. I feel like we're like a grown-up professional podcast now. I, Aside from all the good things that we're going to offer and all of that, it just feels very grown-up. <laughs> like we've, we've hit a little milestone. Uh, so this is for people who just, um, what? They just want to give a little. Is that it? That's it. Yeah, you can go on to patreon.com slash mergeconflict.fm. Or you can go to mergeconflict.fm and there's a support button up there that'll take you directly to our Patreon page. And we'll also put it in the show notes. So if you're on the app or whatever, you don't even have to do anything. You can just put it right there. And Patreon is unique. If you don't know anything about Patreon, it's a way that any creator of any content, maybe you're an artist or a podcast creator or anything like that, can essentially have people support via monthly pledges uh, or per content. So ours is a monthly per pledge. And with the idea that we have goals set for ourselves, whether we have so many patrons, whether we have so much money mm -hmm. that we're raising, and this helps ongoing fees of the show, but also, you know, is a way for our listeners that want to give back and can donate and get some rewards out of it. So what's cool here is that we've, for any patron that gives any money starting at $2 um, a month, so it's $2 per month, gets access to our Discord. So you can chat with Frank and I. This <laughs> Frank, Frank and I are going to chat. We're, we can't say that we're always going to be on, but you can chat with us and talk about the podcast. Um, yeah. And there's our own little private hangout. It's yeah, cool. Exactly. You, know? you got to be separate. That's yeah. what makes it cool. It's private. <laughs> it's private. And we didn't want to have too many goals or too many rewards. So it, there's different levels. Mm -hmm. And in certain levels, you can get some uh, stickers and some other polls. And you could get, you know, if you want to buy an ad, you could also become a patron and get ads or whatever. And, or even special guest type stuff, really crazy, ridiculous stuff that no one should ever do, mm -hmm. but they're there in case someone really wants to give us money. And we have, so what's yeah. our, what's our selling point? We've never had a guest on. So at what point do we sell out and we're going to have a guest? A thousand dollars. Woo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Get there people. That'll be hilarious. Yeah. I am the worst interviewer on the planet. <laughs> yes. So that, that's how it is. And, and we have different goals that we reach based on those and we'll do you can flip through them but really our focus is that we want to just create keep creating great content and we want to have a way of 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 not only thanking um our loyal listeners through just even chatting with us that want to um and some other uh, rewards so that people have been asking now can actually do it you know and you don't have mm -hmm. to if you don't want to all the great merge conflict every single monday will still be delivered um like it always has been so but yeah you can go to patreon dot com slash merge conflict fm yeah yeah and we, we've been talking about this since the beginning I, I think we always said should we open up patreon and they're like well we don't know how to monetize we're mobile app developers we don't know how this money stuff works <laughs> and so we always just kind of punted on it so it's it does feel like we're finally getting around to doing what we always <laughs> intended to do at some point well i think so that's it you. for me. anyone who contributes yeah anything yeah. else from you frank 
Nope. Like I said, Tabula Rasa 2018. It's going to be exciting. Let's find out what I do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening for another full year of Merge Conflict. And I'm really excited about 2018. And Frank, so much again for putting up with me each and every week <laughs> on this podcast and in life in general. James, it's a pleasure. All Any right. year. 2019, we'll talk, though. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Well, there you have it yet again. A glorious merge conflict. And as always, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.